Welcome to your Optimal Personal Economy podcast with Justin Bennett. Your personal economy is your ability to create, protect, preserve, and utilize your wealth, your financial world. Justin will share strategies and stories to help you optimize your personal economy. Now, on to the show with Justin Bennett and co-host Matt Halloran. Well, hello and good day. Today, I'm talking to Justin Bennett with episode number two on eight reasons liquidity matters. So, Justin, let's dive right into this. What is liquidity and why is it good? So, liquidity to us is defined as money that could be accessed real time, no questions asked, no need for any sort of answering to a third party an institution but it's it's money it's cash it's it's real dollars that a client or a person can gain full access to without any questions asked okay so what are some of the reasons why this is so important to people who are either on their way to retirement or in retirement right now we find it to be the case uh matt that you know having the liquidity there are these eight defined reasons and we do feel like each of these reasons are directly correlated and connected to one another. So the first reason is that we find liquidity allows people to address unplanned life events, which always come up irrespective of somebody's desire to want to come across an unplanned life event, but they always come up. So to be able to address an unplanned life event is really, really important. Why liquidity is, is important. Can you give us a quick example of what you mean by an unplanned life event? Sure, a boiler breaks, a roof oh. in the uh, leak in the roof okay. might happen, uh, a healthcare expense, a uh, a car accident where they need a satisfied deductible. Um, you know, there's um, there's you know a, a series of things that could happen in one's life that would cause them to need money, and they didn't really or they weren't able to plan for that. Okay, well, let's move on to number two. The the second reasons liquidity matters. Yeah, so we find it to be the case that if you have liquidity and you can address the unplanned life event, then the second reason is that it'll remove the pressure to use uh, short-term debts like a credit card or some other means of short-term debt. And so if you have the liquidity to address the unplanned life event, then you won't have to swipe the card to be able to address that unplanned life event. Gotcha. So from going from a 26% interest to actually... Uh, liquidating some of your existing money. Correct. Okay. Correct. That makes a lot of sense. All right. All right. I like where we're headed here. Uh, so what's number three? So as a result of not turning to a short-term debt to address the unplanned life event, then what we would tell you is that the third uh, reason why liquidity is so important is that by not having the short-term debt, you can then earmark cash flow or savings, new money, uh, for your wealth building. And we feel like having the proper savings rate or what we call the optimal savings rate will create a tremendous amount of short-term and long-term value. So by not having the short-term debt, you're able to take dollars and really deploy them towards your optimal savings rate. How do you do that? Uh, break that down for our listeners, please. So what we tend to do there is we try to help them create some discipline around that. So we create an awareness first and foremost that uh, the optimal savings rate is 20% of one's gross income. And once we create that awareness, we understand and identify what their current burn rate may be. And then we try to 
identify how much cash flow we can be able to earmark towards that optimal savings rate. And we set up what's called a wealth coordination account to be able to capture those dollars on a systematic and regular basis. Okay, you just used a, a term I don't know if our listeners are familiar with. What is burn rate? Burn rate would be the dollar amount on a monthly basis that it costs to live one's life. And that would include mortgage payments, property taxes, utilities, gas, groceries, a cup of coffee, you name it. Anything that leaves one's balance sheet on a monthly basis to allow them to live life, create lifestyle to consume would be equal to one's burn rate. Gotcha. Okay. So what's number four? So we find it be the case that number four, uh, you can, because you have the optimal savings rate of, let's call it 20% of your total gross income, you can then uh, have what we call optimal wealth building potential. And wealth building potential is just a function of looking at your current savings rate and the amount of years that you have between now and retirement, and then being able to save those dollars over X amount of years. And as a result of that, you're going to have this wealth at the at your end game. And so if we want to be able to maximize that wealth building potential, which you'll then be able to realize at your end game, it becomes really, really important to have that liquidity. Okay. So how does five differ from four? So we, we just talked about, you know, creating an optimal wealth building potential, but this one is talking about uh, maximum conversion. So break that down, please. Sure. So people wake up in the morning, they tend to work uh, or go to work to be able to create money to live for today and live for tomorrow. We also find it to be the case that a lot of our clients do what they do professionally um, because there's some purpose behind it. But if we look at the money side of it, Matt, for a minute, and we focus more on, hey, they take these dollars that they earn today and they live for today and they ultimately want to live in the future at some point. If they get to their end game and they get to a dollar amount, call it two, three, four, five, seven, eight, ten million dollars, whatever the number may be, the question then becomes is when you have that mound of money, that that source of capital, that money that's in a box, then you can understand today how you're going to be able to convert that money in real terms into a lifetime income from your day one of your end game to the point that you decide to uh, exit this planet. When you're looking at the end game and we're looking at using liquidity and how it matters so much, what is the ideal time for somebody to start working with you so that they can really do this, this long-term vision that you're talking about? Clearly no better time is, uh, you know, no, there's no better time other than today, right? So it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's very easy to put it off and delay and say, we'll get to it in a month or three months or a year or three years. But the reality is there's no better time other than today. Well, that is a magnificent answer. I absolutely love that. All right. What's next? So I think as a result of having the liquidity and why it matters so much is that you're going to be able to now during your wealth creation years, be able to look at your investments and have more of a long-term view of them and allow them to really behave the way that they should be able to behave over a long-term view, as opposed to trying to chase after a rate of return that may or may not happen over a relatively short amount of time. So by having that liquidity, you can have more of a long-term view on your investment account. Which really does lead us right to number seven, right? 
It does. And, you know, naturally along the course of time, when people invest money, there's always going to be various pullbacks in markets, whether it be equity markets, real estate markets, uh, and the like. So what happens is because you have the liquidity, you're going to now be able to have a long-term view. And so when the markets pull back or the, and some of your accounts may suffer a little bit of a paper pullback, you're going to then be able to allow the markets, the uh, investments to bounce back. And so you're going to give, you're going to have that, the, the ability to have time on your side for the money to come back and continue to grow into the future. Fantastic. So that's number seven. Uh, walk us through uh, one through seven and then let's, let's go ahead and jump right into eight. So, yeah, so if we were to just quickly recap uh, why liquidity matters, why we feel it's so important, and again, just recognizing that it is all coordinated, it's all tied to one another. Number one, you have to, you know, I'll have the liquidity to address unplanned life events. Number two, you want to be able to uh, not turn to short-term debt when addressing those unplanned life events. Number three, you want to be able to have new money that you can earmark for your optimal savings rate and not have it go towards the short-term debt that you would have used to address the unplanned life event. Number four, you want to be able to have that new savings uh, dollar amount, which would be part of your optimal savings rate, creating the optimal wealth building potential that you want to get to. Number five, you want to be able to have at your end game, the maximum amount of money that you can convert into retirement income. Number six, you want to be able to have the ability to look at your investments over a long-term view as opposed to kind of a 12-month forward-looking every 12 months, kind of look out 12 months, look out 12 months and see where you know the next best trend might be, but rather give the investments the opportunity to really do what they're designed to do and have that long-term growth. Number uh, seven would be to simply when the markets do pull back, because they will over the course of time, allow the underlying investments to stabilize and come back without you having to liquidate them after they've suffered a little bit of a setback or a pullback. Gotcha. All right. So let's let's wrap up with number eight. And then I do want to talk about some of the obstacles that you have seen uh, when you're talking about liquidity. And I mean, you've been doing this for a long time, man. So it'd be good to find out um, maybe a couple of stories or something like that to help people understand the the power of this. Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, number eight is really tied to this uh, thought process that people feel uh, that because you have money in cash and it's earning virtually no interest right now, um, there is this lost opportunity cost associated with that cash. So people tend to want to take their short-term liquidity and go invest it. But what I think proper planning allows you to do is if you have the short-term liquidity at the optimal dollar amount and along the course of time, when markets pull back or a business opportunity or an investment opportunity presents itself and you have ample liquidity, you will then be in a position to be able to take, to take advantage of investment or business opportunities or pullbacks in various markets or investments to allow for you to get a good entry, entry price into that, into that investment. So I think what you're going to find is that if you're patient, you look at planning macroeconomically you have proper liquidity, you're going to find it to be the case that your investments uh, are going to be a lot better because you're going to have the ability to jump on opportunities that other people maybe are not going to be able to jump on. Gotcha. Now, you've laid the foundation for us to really have a better understanding of what liquidity is and why it's good. Let's talk about some of the things that you have run into as as an advisor that have become obstacles 
that you have to overcome when you're sitting down and talking to a client? Yeah, Matt. So I think in, in no particular order here on, on, on the obstacles, you know, I've, I've found it to be the case that there's simply oftentimes a lack of discipline on, uh, you know, on the, on the, on the person that's trying to really look at their planning and discipline's hard, right? I mean, it's uh, it's not an easy thing, but I think by having proper discipline, it allows, you know, future results to be more in line with what you might expect versus not. I think sometimes there's just a lack of responsibility because, you know, I think oftentimes it's easy to get caught up in the idea of wanting to, you know, spend money today and frankly, upgrade the house, the car, the watch, the clothes and vacations and everything else. So, you know, consumption today creates a little bit of a, a challenge for people to want to have that that money sitting in their in their liquid account. I think, frankly, uh, a big thing is that as people are moving through time now more so than ever, they have very, very demanding personal lives and professional lives. Uh, and so whatever they may be doing professionally, running their own business, running multiple businesses in high-level sales positions, executive management positions. I mean, there's a lot of demand. There's a lot of focus on, you know, those various positions. And then obviously people have spouses and children and activities and everything else. So between those two, I think life demands, simply personal and professional, put a lot of a lot of challenges on uh, one trying to get to that liquidity position that they should be at. I think there's a lot of media hype mm -hmm. uh, around why you should take almost all of your money and invest it in X, Y, Z. I think that, you know, there's a perhaps a lack of education. And I think that, you know, a lot of times people feel like they're just behind in their planning. So, you know, they don't want to take that liquidity and let it do what it's designed to do. And rather they want to try to go chase a rate of return that may or may not ever happen. And, uh, you know, it just ends up feeling like they're always behind. So they got to take all their money and they got to take all this high level risk and maybe not get ultimately what they're trying to get to. But I think those are some of the obstacles, Matt, that really get in the way of people when it comes to really focusing on why liquidity matters. All right. Well, before I have you tell us a story about a specific client, um, I guess I'm a little bit confused here at having this level of, of liquidity what does that do from a tax perspective? So from a tax perspective, I think there's a lot of moving parts to that question. Naturally, with respect to the underlying cash and where it may reside, uh, you know, right now in a low interest rate environment, there's not going to be very much tax consequence associated with any interest earned on that cash because there's very little to no interest earned on that cash. Okay. But, you know, a lot of times with our clients, we try to help them uh, design cash liquidity buckets that do in fact earn a higher rate of return than what a CD, a money market account, a checking account may earn. And that higher interest rate that they're getting on that money, which is their liquidity bucket, if structured properly, can grow in a tax favored way. Oh, so I think I think it becomes really, really important. And that's, you know, frankly, where there's, you know, maybe a lack of education in the marketplace. Now. Sure. Oh, I'm, I absolutely agree with you on that, man. I think that um, that there is a lot of misinformation out there. I love how you talked about media hype. And, and that's why I think it's so important for you to 
uh, walk your listeners here through the obstacles because there is a lot of misinformation. And I know, Justin, that you do a good job of educating your clients on these things. But can you give us a client example of some of these obstacles? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, there's one client uh, that comes to mind that I have a really good relationship. Obviously, I have good relationships with all my clients. But, you know, one client that I, you know, just talked to earlier today, he, um, you know, he when he first started working and we started working together, you know, he certainly had upward potential in his career. Uh, he had a growing family. And, uh, you know, he was he was the, the perfect profile of somebody that is very, very successful in his craft and what he does professionally. And as a result, you know, he has a focus on just that. And he doesn't want to look at where he should invest his money, how he should protect his money, what macroeconomic planning should look like for him. And, you know, he, he's asked me to enter into his world and help him with all those areas. So, you know, his, his life demand on the work side and then with his growing family, uh, you know, traveling to various sporting events and extracurricular activities for his children, that naturally puts, you know, a lot of pressure on one's ability to really focus on why some little area in their balance sheet called liquidity really does make a difference and gets, you know, to really impact all of these other areas that we had mentioned earlier in the call. Got it. Solutions. Let's talk about some solutions. How do you educate your clients to make sure that they have this liquidity as an option? Yeah, I think I think it all starts, Matt. It all starts with having a level of awareness around what their burn rate is, which we talked about earlier, and what their income is currently. And I think a lot of people live in a world where their income over the course of time trends up. And as their income goes up, they tend to spend every bit of the additional money that they're earning the following year. And so there becomes, you know, over the course of time, this big delta between one's income and one's savings amount. And so when we get a handle on cash flow and have awareness of income and burn rates, it then allows us to take a deeper dive into what is available to be able to save. And once we have, you know, an awareness of that dollar amount, then we actually uh, put together a structured disciplined program where people on a monthly basis, they save new dollars into a wealth coordination account. And so I think, you know, a big solution is having a systematic means of having new money go into a wealth coordination account that's going to help them not only build it up, build their liquidity up to an optimal point, but when they do touch their liquidity for the various reasons that we may have identified on planned life events or business opportunities, they can take new cash flow on a forward-looking basis and refill that money. So I think that becomes critical. And I would just tell you two other solutions that we always talk about is, you know, pay yourself before you pay others, which clearly is sounding very pedestrian, though I think it's extremely effective. And I think if you live within your means, you're going to have a really, really good life and you're going to understand why liquidity matters. Well, fantastic. This has been very, very informative. Is there anything that you'd like to say in closing here before we wrap up podcast episode number two? There's nothing specific, uh, you know, that comes to mind other than the fact that, you know, I think 
if we can really, really focus on how liquidity ends up being one piece of a bigger plan and a bigger, bigger macroeconomic vision, uh, then I think the value of having the liquidity becomes more obvious. Fantastic. Well, we have just been talking to Justin Bennett about the eight reasons liquidity matters. If you'd like to know more information about Bennett Financial Group, please check them out on the web at Bennett, B-E-N-N-E-T-T-F-G dot com, or you can reach them at 732-897-4096. Registered representative of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, 1150 Raritan Road, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Securities, products, and services offered through PAS, a registered broker-dealer. Financial representative, the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. PAS is an indirect, wholly-owned subsidiary of Guardian. Bennett Financial Group, LLC, is not affiliated with Guardian. PAS is a member of FINRA and SIPA. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS, Guardian, or Bennett Financial, and opinions stated are their own.